Let's do this again. It's West Texas Law, Money, and Sports, episode number three. Inside the headquarters of the Mathis Law Firm, Jeremy Bryan here with Austin Mathis and Greg Connor here as well. Before we get into this podcast here, let's talk about what our last podcast. I mean, that was kind of a big deal. National championship coach, Kevin Brooks, and that was a lot of fun. Just amazing podcast, amazing time with him. I'd love to have him and his coaching staff back on at some point. Uh, learned a lot. I think anyone listening to that podcast would take away, you know, things. I mean, he, he brought in coaching sports. He brought in motivation. Um, I took away tips that I would, you know, incorporate in my business and my team building strategies. Um, man, you guys have been successful so long. You cannot spend any amount of time with that guy and not take something of value away. Just a good, good, good episode. Yeah, Coach Brooks, man, that's that's going to be one for the ages, one of the all-time deals. I don't know how we're uh, we're going to do it. Um, I don't know that we're going to ever be more successful in that one. Well, that's not very encouraging, Greg. We don't want to hear that. The well, very first one, we no, just no, 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 no. You got to be encouraged by it because now, Jeremy, you know him this way, but. Now I see him on TV. Like I'm like, that's my friend. That's you know that guy. I know that guy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, absolutely. My girls um, that work here, my legal assistant paralegal, are already hating it because I'm repeating a lot of the things that he said and a lot of the standards and you know everyday life standards. Mm-hmm. We have the standard. Let's have the standard, and it makes all kinds of sense. And uh, you know, we need a lot more Kevin Brooks in our life. We need a lot more positivity. We need a lot more. Pep, we need a lot more go, and, and like I said, it's, it's going to be hard to beat that one. The challenge is laid. We we have to meet that challenge. That's a good little segue and transition, Greg, because I think what we're going to talk about on this episode, just kind of more real talk. In life, we all go through adversity. Some people handle that better than others. No matter how good your life is right now, sooner or later, storms are coming for you. This past week or two, Austin, like for both of you guys, uh, it's been, you know, there's some ups and some downs. Well, absolutely. I mean, this uh, episode we're doing right now, uh, we're here at nine o'clock at night and my, my law firm here in San Angelo, we don't have a guest because of our, our schedules. We just couldn't make it happen. Uh, we had some people lined up and we just get so busy. Uh, you kind of look ahead and time goes by um, and man, yeah, you have bad days and good days. That's one thing I took away from Coach Brooks is, what was it, 23 seasons? Um, man, and just consistent success. He's had bad days. He's had bad seasons, but uh, overall, accumulating the minor wins, and that's what I look at. And these last two weeks, we've been all over from the Court of Appeals in El Paso, um, you know, trying cases and uh, trying to settle cases and make people happy. Uh, you got to take the little victories every day and combine those uh, into major successes. If you do that long enough. Man, the uh, proof is in the pudding. You know, you got to keep going. Absolutely um, correct. And, um, you know, we we started hitting it really, really hard here again um, January 8th. And we're running at a different speed again. And one of the things I learned from Coach Brooks or, or was reminded of with Coach Brooks is stacking little victories, like stacking one little victory after another after another. And, you know, in the past three weeks – uh, I've been on the road to court. Uh, I've been in mediations. I've been with clients. Uh, I, I got to do take your wife to work day on a Saturday. I got to go um, take some stuff to clients in and, and Midland and meet with clients. And the little things that remind you what we do. Um, Tuesday, I had a mediation. Uh, one of the things that, that Coach Brooke talked about and that's very important in his life 
prospective client and we're talking at the very end of it she said uh hey are you a christian and i said yeah and she goes hey can we pray hmm. and that's uh that's not something that happens every day and that's you know the fact that we live in america and the fact that we that my boss sitting here allows us to be that way uh is something you never get and then um the same day we're doing a mediation and we were very successful and we have a really young couple and the guy who's 25 years old tells me hey this day and the day my two children were born are the days that i'm going to remember like these are these are my days and and that's what we work for and then today we're here at nine o'clock doing a podcast which is actually good because two of my best friends in the whole wide world are, are right here doing it but today we had a horrible day. We had mediation that didn't work. We had a tough day. We we belted it out. So today we got to find that next that next victory. Let's let's stack another victory onto that. And always uh, happy endings in your old line of business, or really anybody. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't care if you're a lawyer, a, a plumber, a selling used cars, radio, um, whatever you're doing is you're going to find those adversities. I, it's funny, Greg, you're talking about ups and downs. I was in the Odessa courthouse. And if anyone's ever tried any cases or been in Odessa courthouse at any moment of time, the elevators inevitably are down. Uh, and there's a quote that I ran across that reminds me of the Odessa courthouse. It says, man, in business, you got to look at it like the elevator is shut down. You got to use the stairs because <laughs> there's no easy way up. You know, literally, you're taking step by step, uh, accumulating those wins and losses. Look, take your failures, and uh, we do, and we try to learn from them. It's not always going to be great, you know, and as you can probably tell in the tone of our voice, we're having some adversity sometimes. But then all of a sudden, man, Greg's got a story. He comes back, and he's glowing. Because a client is literally telling them, this day and the day my son was born were the two days I'm going to remember. We change people's lives. And uh, it could be in any context, you know, um, you know, making someone's day by calling them or whatever you need to do. Just stay with it, stay motivated, and uh, keep going. Keep that motivation. I really like the, the allusion to the, uh, to the stairway in the courthouse because... I worked in that courthouse for four years, and I weighed a lot less then because uh, when you have to use the stairway every day, it is a good challenge and helps you physically. And I've been, you know, working in sales, advertising sales for over you know, well over twenty years, and I have to have the approach of I can't let because when you're a salesperson, you get told no a lot, no matter how long you've been doing it and how many clients you got. I don't share this story hardly with anybody, but I remember it was probably about ten years ago. Sales aren't going your way; you get a little desperate. Got told no, and it just, I remember, I'll never forget, it was over in Beauregard, Washington around there, and it was leaving the intersection, and just kind of put a little extra pedal to the metal, you might say, just I was, and I lost the back control of my truck, spun out, jumped a curb, and I hit a tree head on. <laughs> now I don't have my, my seatbelt wasn't even on yet, because I just pulled out. This is all because I was frustrated about you know a few no's that particular day and yet lucky that could have been a whole lot worse and lucky it didn't go through somebody's house <laughs> the whole point is um, so the way i kind of ground myself what greg was talking about is if you do just do one thing thinking about somebody else trying to serve others help others even on your worst days that just changes everything my wife so one blessing has been there's this um we're in the post office just running errands and she goes inside and she's like, you got to come in here. She meets this elderly lady who had a stroke a few years ago and she can't get around, needs a ride. And now we've like adopted her as 
uh, and she's you know less fortunate and she's going through a lot of rough times but i mean we've had her over in family gatherings and all this but you know we met her in the post office somewhere and so taking her to cracker barrel and all these other things and so that's that's the kind of stuff especially my wife that does so much for her that just no matter what kind of day you're having that picks you up because it's all about what you do for others well yeah you know and, and being aware of those small victories you ever bought a, a red car, for example, and all of a sudden you saw, you see all the kind of red cars everywhere, you notice them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've been trying to make sure that we're aware, yeah, the big ones when we win a big verdict and everything's great. Yeah, we, we see those, those are right in your face. But being aware and making yourself aware of the small ones, when you look at someone and make someone happy, you know, those, that's, that's a skill in and of itself. It leads us to our next question. What keeps you going on those bad days, on those bad weeks, bad months? So how do you overcome those days and stay motivated? We've got the firm and then we've got teams and, and I have two people on my team and I know that they're de- they're dependent on me for their existence. And I know that if I'm stressed out, if I'm if I'm in a bad mood that, that that's gonna dictate and that's gonna direct it. And it's the same way when I get home. My wife is uh, at school with kids all day. She's not having an adult conversation. So when I get home, I have to listen. I hope you're not listening, honey, but I have to listen because she didn't have a conversation with kids all day. Um, kind of tie in the law part of it. We both tried criminal cases and I always worry about losing, but it might surprise you the reason that I worry about losing. It wasn't, it wasn't oh, I'm going to get beat by another lawyer even though I don't like to lose anything, even checkers or chess. But I had some police officers sitting behind me. And I was like, I don't want to let those guys down. I can't let those guys down. And then when you try a murder or when you try a rape or when you try, you know, an assault, now you got a victim and I can't let those people down. And, you know, here's here's the uh, the million-dollar part of it is is you never want to let them see you sweat. I remember one of my, one of my stories here at the law firm with one of our other employees – I was, uh, we were talking one day and I was like, I said something like, I'm really ticked off or whatever. And the other lawyer goes, well, I would never know it because you're the same as you are the whole. So that's kind of my theory. And that's the way I kind of try to deal with it. But I think, you know, here, you know, you don't, you, you got to do it your way and, and be successful at your way. And, and it's great. Um, you know, be yourself and do everything unless you suck. And then you don't do that and you try something else. But as long as it works, you do it. It's a good point because when you're a leader or in your home, a leader in your business, people look at you and your reaction. They want to see, well, how are you going to react to adversity? Of course, I am the sports guy here. So it made me think when you were saying that, y'all remember Phil Jackson. And I remember back, you know, when the Bulls were at their heyday, but when the other team would make a run, he just had the same look on his face no matter what. You remember those coaches who don't react. Well, yeah, I think for me it goes to framing the big issue, right? There's a bigger goal. Um, each step that we're talking about here, each moment, each victory, each failure, on a day-to-day, month-to-month basis, year-to-year, is leading to a bigger goal, right? For me it's a bigger foundation of of you know helping more people and establishing a, a base in West Texas and being able to help and advocate for anyone in West Texas and continuing having that legacy, right? I've got a nine and five-year-old. I'm hoping they go to law school one day. I've got a lot of time to do this. Um, but understanding those adversities uh, like you, that day you got said no to and, you know, peeled out or maybe drove in a certain manner uh, that we all want to do. Um, you know, you can't let those dictate the bigger goal. And so framing the issue, take your time, take a failure and think, take some time by yourself and understand 
okay, what's my bigger goal? What's my frame here? What do I need to focus on? And if you can do that, I mean, we just, not to go into the legal aspect of the podcast too much, but um, we tried a case about nine months ago in Odessa, no offer case, um, and it's all public record, but um, my client had been waiting around for this jury trial for a long time. And we've been presenting, getting evidence, getting ready. We do a lot of focus groups here at my firm. Um, we did one for him, and we, we understood the case. And we go to trial in Odessa and take it from a no-offer case to a huge verdict um, compared to what the injuries were. And, man, that day was amazing. Him and his wife stand up, just like Greg you know, explained. Him and his wife stand up in jury trial, in the courtroom, you know, victors, and they win. And then four days later, they get a notice of an appeal. And that case just got uh, heard in the uh, Eighth Court of Appeals in El Paso. And Jacob Fisher, who we introduced uh, on the podcast the first episode, he handled the oral argument. So that client, man, went from amazing, life-changing, I can actually afford to get back on my feet my financially from this money, my medical bills, uh, get my medical treatment I need. And then all of a sudden, they appeal it. So he's waiting another nine months after four years of waiting for the jury. And now we're still waiting on the Court of Appeals to decide if uh, the judge at the trial court level did the right thing or not. Uh, For all the lawyers listening, it was a difference of excluding videotape evidence after the discovery deadline in our position. It's either a 403B issue or a 193 issue. Uh, It's either an analysis of the content of the video and the harm it was to exclude it uh, during discovery period or after the discovery period on 193 being excluded completely because it was untimely. Um, There's some backdoor impeachment issues in play. So a lot of issues. And now we're just waiting on the Court of Appeals. The client calls every Friday. Hey, what's going on? They don't know. The system's not meant for a lot of that um, client help. And uh, it's, it's tough to see that. So we're there every week for them, telling them, hey, have confidence, have confidence. If we lose at the Court of Appeals, we got to go back to the trial court in Odessa and try that whole case over. You know, and so talk about adversity. And this is a guy who can't really work, uh, who's depending on this verdict. And uh, we we have that weight on our shoulders. And so as I am talking to him, you know, encouraging him, uh, all I can tell him is, hey, frame the issue, man. We're going for the bigger win, you know, the bigger picture there. It's funny how in life, because you've all dealt with something where you got to wait and be patient, and I don't think many of us have patience. You look back later, and at least I have, and I'm like, man, God moved that this way or that way. I didn't see it at the time. I'm like, that makes so much more sense. But at the time, I was like, what is going on? Why is this not you know, working this way, or why is it not happening? And There's always a plan. And it, it, Preacher of my church t- said this a long time ago, and I try to remember this, that we should all be like an eagle, have a 10,000-foot high perspective that you look down on the what really matters in your day-to-day life. And, and, I, and I'm the worst at that sometimes. You get lost in the day-to-day and you forget the most important things. One of the things I try to do, and I'm not the most successful, um, you know, a lot of times I can play the antagonist and, and I'll say, if you ever want to see people at their worst, like go take your kid to school. And it's been years since I did, but... Eight o'clock in the morning, man, you're going to see people are the worst. You're going to see yeah. people in their house shoes and their wig and, and just rolled out of bed, but they still have to be at work at 830 and they're trying to get their kid. You know, you're going to see people um, cut their self, you know, cutting people off and all that. But what I always try to do, and, and like I said, I'm not always successful about it, but it's along the lines of what Jeremy's talking about is 
what kind of day is that guy having? Like, what kind of what kind of day is that woman having? Maybe maybe it's a bad deal. Um, shortly after I moved back, we went and ate it at Western Sky one night, and we went on a gift card. It was kind of our anniversary, and when we got doing done with our meal and we got a chance, and we left her a lofty tip, and my wife kind of looked at me and and uh, she said, "Why'd you do that? The, the service wasn't that great." And I was just like, "Something told me that that." Tonight, she needed that. Like, she needed that worse than I did. It's a golden rule kind of thing. If if we could all remember that, maybe it's a whole mm-hmm. lot better. But I think, you know, you, you're the sports broad, uh, broadcaster and and we're the lawyers. And, and, and we're going to talk a little bit about what our life's like and how fast it is. And it's easy to forget that stuff. So it's always, man, I think if, if I've got a theme and y'all probably laugh at me and throw me out after this one, but it's the little things, man. Right now, it's the at this time in our life, it's the little things. Man, me and Greg, when you right before you came into the office uh, here at 9, 9.15, wherever we when we started here, <laughs> um, me and Greg had an opportunity, uh, and I want to kind of give a shout-out. Here in San Angelo, there's a gym, uh, West Texas Strength. Um, Juan and his wife uh, started that gym, and they uh, – help out the ASU powerlifting club and they've been reaching out trying to get a lot of those kids you know aren't kids who are on actual sports teams it's a club sport so there's not a whole lot of support for them and we go meet them uh, right before this podcast and I don't know there's like nine or ten girls and guys um, you know students at ASU they have to maintain full uh, you know college and they have to maintain a certain GPA and they have to participate in this club, but it's all basically self-motivated. And these kids are there at, you know, eight o'clock doing workouts, trying to qualify for nationals, going to Georgia and all over the, I mean, these kids are, you know, guys uh, and girls who uh, don't have a coach necessarily, don't really have a whole lot of support. And we uh, went over there. They were telling stories, for example, that, you know, most of them, their, their cars can't even make it to some of the meets, you know, because they can't afford, you know, either the gas or that's going to overheat and whatever. And me and Greg were sharing stories about, man, I was here in San Angelo working for a local firm, driving a 91 Chevy with no air conditioning for the longest time. Like, I've been there, man. We've all been there. Yeah. Uh, we've all had those stories. But they were laughing and talking about them. And, uh, you know, I actually challenged them to a little uh, exercise I'll put on f- uh, Facebook. And uh, we're going to sponsor them, help them out a little bit. And I would actually ask anyone who's interested to, and wants to sponsor and help out. They're good kids, and, and I'd like uh, everyone to sponsor them. Austin was talking about his challenge, bench press. Made me think, Greg, if there was a bench-off contest of all the attorneys in San Angelo, I think Austin would probably take the cake. I mean, what do you think? I, I can't think of anybody that would beat him. I mean, we'll just throw it out there. We're going to throw it. That's a challenge. I, I'm actually going to, since since this is coming out and I'm seeing the blushing and stuff right now, this, this is actually going to go out. Like, I'm going to put it on a bar website or something because we're going to get this out there. Now I want to see it, you know. If I got in, it's going to have to be age, handicapped, and all sorts of stuff. But, but Austin's going to do it. I went and ate uh, some cheese and saladas uh, over on Sherwood Way, and I went and met with him. And I came up with this brilliant idea. But, yeah, I got 21 reps. So I thought that was pretty pretty, uh, pretty sustainable. 20, 21 more than I could get right now. <laughs> um, but, no, those are good kids over there. They're working hard. And uh, I told them, hey, I'm going downhill. They're just going up. So it's just like that, man. Looking at those kids, and I will tell anyone who's listening that um, the reason I support a lot of the t-ball, the the soft, I mean any any local sports I can, college, high school, whatever, is uh, sports is really what kept me in school. 
Um, I got a chance to go play at Solrall State University with Coach Davalos at that time. Uh, I wasn't the starter or anything. I was a role player. But that was the one purpose-driven thing I had to keep me going to college. Mm -hmm. And then the the professors at Sol Ross, man, just took me under their wings. And, um, you know, I I said, well, I can do this. And one thing led to the next. And without that little opportunity in my life and competing again in sports, I never go to law school. No, No doubt about it. A little bit more about adversity to, to double back a little bit and Austin being a little too humble right here. But um, where we met was working at the, the DA's office in Odessa. And was it a 91 or a 96? It was a 96 early. 96 Because I still have a sunburned arm from riding the Fort Davis <laughs> with no air conditioner. But, um, you know, and, and we'll talk about all the great things about being a lawyer and, and we'll talk about adversity. But... Austin was living on his grandparents' couch, and we were making big money, and he was driving a 96 Chevrolet pickup, and, and I was living in an RV, in an RV park that was not next to a dump ground, and I was driving a 2003 Tahoe that didn't have an air conditioner. So on Friday, we traded whoever turn it was to go rent the car so that we could go see our family that we were still waiting back for. That is adversity, because if we hadn't have made it through that, we wouldn't be sitting here with the, the Mathis Law Firm. No, it's a complete circle there, man. Yeah, that is true. And, and since you're going to share all you know, all the all the gory details, yes, I saw your, your burnt red arm, your right arm uh, on that trip. That's called a two by 70, you know, the air conditioning, uh, that old joke. But no, no, seriously, I mean, we uh, we met as, as prosecutors. And when he says big money, I think my salary that year to, to try only felony cases was like 40, 47,000 that year. Um, and but we took it uh, in stride. I mean, I six months out of law school trying. I think I tried 13 felonies in 12 months. Um, and uh, man, that was the best law school college I had ever been to. Um, and you really get experience. I actually tell everyone who like my sons, for example, if they go to law school, um, you know, which I'd love them to do. Uh, I, my advice would be go prosecute uh, first, no matter what, no matter what kind of job you get, man, you learn so much as a prosecutor. And like Greg said, you're representing victims. That's what we do here on a different level. Um, we're not talking about crimes, but we're talking about people who are fighting for my, you know, their financial lives and their medical lives. Um, and anyone out there seeing medical bills know, man, it is expensive and they, they go up quick. Recently, we've had some air flight bills come through. One air flight bill from, like, say, Big Lake to Lubbock's going to be seventy-four grand. Uh, if you don't have insurance and some of it's not covered, man, it's it's uh, debilitating. Yeah, that, that just blows my mind because you're right. I mean, how many people can afford something like that? No matter who you are, honestly, that's just crazy. All right, let's kind of roll in the sports now. And so this week, uh, just kind of example, y'all, y'all talk about your weeks. You know, this week, uh, besides doing the sales stuff, and but of course, but my fun side is always sports casting, which is not always quite as fun. This weekend, I got the the short straw, you might say. I'm going from San Angelo to Portales, New Mexico. Where Beautiful we, Portales. It's the armpit of America. I'll give you an idea what what it's like at Eastern New Mexico University. Speaking to Coach Brooks, we actually, him and I were talking about this story. This is a true story. It's, it sounds like something from a movie. A few years ago, Angelo State Baseball was giving a, an hour or so before the game starts, taking batting practice. True story, five cop cars showed up at Eastern New Mexico's field, and they arrest half of the Eastern New Mexico's baseball team. Okay, They go to jail. It was because of a bar fight the night before. They let the guys out of jail in the seventh inning, and several of them came back into the game, and they beat the Rams. <laughs> like, 
Can you, I mean, that doesn't even sound like it's real. That's, that's Portales for you. Sorry for any folks in New Mexico. Then uh, driving six hours to Silver City to do another Angelo State basketball game a couple days later after that, and then driving seven, eight hours home. And I feel honestly like a truck driver without the flannel shirt or the hat. You know, on, on the road again. Uh, but that that's my way. But you know what's funny? We, we, but we do this because we love it. And obviously, I love doing it and just like you guys do as well. So we got to talk a little sports to kind of wrap this up because, you know, there is kind of a, a big game coming up. Um, everyone's talking about everything but the game, Taylor Swift. But let's talk about Chiefs, 49ers. I have to admit, I didn't want to see either one of these teams in the Super Bowl. You have to start with what happened to the Dallas Cowboys. Like, how do you, how do you lay an egg like that to Green Bay? With Jordan Love. Um, if you're a Cowboys fan, aren't I'm, I'm sorry. I know it's still probably a little fresh wound. At this point, you're almost immune to it. It happens almost every year now. It's uh, yeah, it's it's a very similar to some syndromes that we have in the criminal stuff. People get used to getting beat up, and they just you know back to back to the Super Bowl. Brock Purdy, he gets beat up. He gets beat up in the media. Um, you know, people don't like him, but all he does is win. I mean, all he does is win. That's that's what he does. Uh, Mr. E- Mr. Irrelevant. Mr. Irrelevant. For those who don't know, he's the very last draft pick. There's seven rounds. He's the very last pick. Basically, that guy always gets cut. Never I'm, makes the team. Having 18 years of season tickets at Texas Tech, like, I hated him. I absolutely hated him because he beat us all the time. I mean, he's just – but he's a good guy, and – Going back to Coach Brooks, I mean, um, he he talks about his Christian life and his faith and how that is, and you can't say Christian life or Christian whatever without Christian McCaffrey. I mean, look at that guy. I mean, how does he get there? So you got to flip the coin to, to Mahomes. Who pulls this thing out? When Tom Brady made the Super Bowl or Tom Brady in the playoffs, you never bet against Brady. It's really honestly becoming like that for Mahomes. No matter what the circumstances may be in the playoffs, especially, you don't ever bet against Mahomes. Well, I I heard, I don't know, you can check me on this, Jeremy, um, but they said that 16 college athletes are currently making more than Purdy's salary. Oh, I can believe that. Check that. I don't know if that's true. I bet it's more than that. Yeah, maybe. So um, that alone makes me kind of, kind of root for him. Uh, I don't have a dog in the fight uh, like you. I feel like Dallas, um, man, it's just you get used to it. My brother-in-law is a diehard Eagles fan. He runs a uh, Philly cheesesteak shop in Corpus Christi called Yo's and um, uh, used guys. And uh, these Philly cheesesteaks are great, but his entire restaurant is decked out by Eagles, uh, Philadelphia Eagles stuff. My only saving grace this year is they lost as well. Your brother-in-law is a Philly fan and sells Philly cheesesteaks. That seems like that's connected. From South Philly. Okay. Wow. <laughs> they are from, the, they are, all I can tell them is they are genuine. They don't fake it. Uh, they actually make the real deal there. And it's funny, I, we, he always laughs at me because we go to restaurants and uh, we'll be, you know, during the season, we'll be looking around and inevitably, there's more Eagles fans than Cowboys fans in the restaurants that we go to in Corpus. We got to make the call. Um, predictions? We're going to got to make the prediction, and you don't ever root against Mahomes. But if you want some interesting sideline on the Super Bowl, the controversy today was the Patrick Mahomes dad bod. Apparently, he doesn't have the six-packs, and he doesn't have the abs of everybody. So if you're really bored, look on Facebook at the Patrick Mahomes dad bod. So I'm going to call it. 31-28, uh, Kansas City. Okay. 
I think the bigger question people are asking is, will Taylor Swift show up after having a concert the night before in Tokyo? I'm sure she will, and I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure she's bringing her fan base. Um, Dad bod, was it AI uh, photographs? No, this uh, Hey, that goes back to Tom Brady. You look at his 40-yard dash. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, that, that's uh, amazing. It's not always uh, athleticism. Who's uh, faster, you or Tom Brady, you think now? Oh, man, I, at this point, I don't, <laughs> don't want to run a 40. I don't want to run four feet. Uh, you know what? I'm going low. Uh, I'm going 14-21, 49ers. Ooh. Uh, I know I just said don't bet against Mahomes, but – I'm a Broncos fan. I can't stand the Chiefs. And Travis Kelsey, I wish I could just slap him in the face. I'm getting sick and tired of him. The Swifties are upset at me now. I'm going to say, yeah, it's a dream ending. Brock Purdy throws a touchdown pass with 22 seconds left. And the Niners win uh, 24-21. The catch. <laughs> They're gonna yes. I, there's the so catch. many Cowboy fans that say, I can't pick San Francisco because it's just it's I against know. your religion. I know. And and you know what? I'm, I'm going to... I don't know much about Swifties or Taylor Swift, but I'm not. I'm not going against Swifties. I, I, uh, I think she's a winner too. So you know, <laughs> I don't want them against us. All right, last pick, man. Last pick. Best commercial. The best one all time. I'm guessing you have one. No, no, no. We have text groups here at the office, and the ones we notice are local lawyers. So we know oh. local lawyers are out there. We'll know. We'll know which lawyer has the best commercial at the Super Bowl. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, yeah, the the advertising space for that, I, I don't even want to know. <laughs> That's going to do it for us, guys. And uh, we will be back hopefully very soon. We appreciate it, guys. Yeah, good luck. Enjoy it. All right, we'll see you next time.